If you would like your home to look somewhat beautiful to your taste, kind of sophisticated, even on a really inexpensive budget, while you have little kids at home, then this video is for you. You're listening to The Parenting Junkie Show, the place to go to love parenting and to parent from love. I'm your host, Avital. Hi, I'm Avital. I'm the founder of Present Play. I'm the mother of five, and my background is in graphic and branding and identity design. So I really love talking and thinking about all things design, primarily from the functional perspective, but also from the aesthetics, right? The way things look. I believe deeply that the things that we see around us influence our psychology, influence our behavior, influence our emotions, and they matter. They matter. Uh, they're tools that we can use to influence how we behave, how we feel, and how our children behave as well. Now, I'm not in my forever home and I've never done, a, you know, an all-out remodel and design my home in the way that I most want to, um, but even when I'm buying things on a budget, there are things I can do in order to make my home feel a little bit more sophisticated, more to my taste, even when there are little children around. And I think what often happens, and you've seen this, maybe it's in your home, you go into a home where there are little kids and it feels like kind of disjointed, right? There's something a little overwhelming, perhaps aesthetically, uh, a little cluttered and messy. We all know that you know, kids come with a lot of stuff. And sometimes we feel just resigned to that. Like there's nothing we can do. There will be toys everywhere. There will be, you know, artwork everywhere. It's going to be a mess. So today I want to give you 10 ways to style your home. And again, this has nothing to do with budget. Uh, it's just to do with the choices that you make and the way that you set things up with whatever budget you have um, so that you can feel a bit more sophisticated and enjoy uh, the way that your home looks and do it to your taste, even with little kids. All right, let's get into this. Number one is your toy storage. Often toy storage containers, first of all, are bursting at the seams, right? They're never actually closed. They're stuffed full of loads of things. If you have one of these massive chests or uh, lots of bins and baskets and bags, and they might not match each other, uh, and they might just not work very well or be very functional. Um, toys are one of those things that you suddenly have a lot of when you have little kids. and storing them in a way that actually looks streamlined, that works very well, that is manageable, that is sustainable, that you can keep tidy, that your kids eventually can keep tidy, is a really good first tip, right? And the actual containers themselves can be anything and can certainly be something that is to your taste. If you want it to look a little bit more sophisticated, a little bit more grown up and adult design, uh, even with young children at home, then you wanna choose things like natural materials, things like neutral colors, and things that you could potentially have used even if you didn't have kids, right? Things uh, that are actually nice pieces of furniture or nice baskets or nice boxes or containers that aren't necessarily kiddish, right? Like they don't have to have colorful things all over them. They don't have to have the kids' names on them. Um, they don't have to be in, you know, in fabrics or in cheap materials. They can be in simple natural materials and still be highly affordable. Um, but they also need to really work and contain all of the toys that you have out because otherwise you'll have toys all over the floor uh, or, you know, dining table, coffee table, wherever, and it won't look adult or grown up or streamlined. So uh, I've seen some really nice storage solutions for toys such as the IKEA Trofast is my personal favorite, um, but some people use their Ottomans, uh, their coffee tables, just a beautiful chest of drawers or a nice, uh, a nice piece of furniture. Uh, 
pretty baskets uh, that you enjoy and that you like looking at or nice boxes. So really just consider that they do not have to be toy containers. They just have to be nice containers that you like. The next one is your kids' art. A lot of people feel compelled to allow their kids or to do it for them uh, to hang up their art, whatever they have drawn all over the house, right? Just grab a piece of tape and hang it up. Um, and these impromptu art galleries tend to really clutter up the house and the walls look messy. So I've gone into lots of homes where it will be all over the window, all over the fridge, on every wall, in the bedrooms, on the doors. And my recommendation is not to let this happen. My recommendation, if you want a home that feels a little bit more minimalistic, a little bit more cohesive, uh, slightly more sophisticated, is to make a dedicated spot where you showcase kids' art and then you rotate it frequently. You can take pictures of the art before you throw it away or you can keep it in a keepsake, in a binder or whatever, but it doesn't have to be all over your walls, right? So your walls, really think about what goes on your walls because it matters and it creates the atmosphere in your home. If you want a gallery of your kids' art, have a beautiful a magnet board or cork board or even a gallery wall uh, where you switch out their artwork. Don't let it just throw up everywhere all the time. The next one is your family pictures. Uh, a lot of people have the same problem with family pictures just throwing up all over the all over the house, uh, you know, stuck to a million magnets on the fridge, uh, just uh, on cork boards everywhere, lots and lots of little frames that don't work together because we just got them as gifts or whatever. Instead, why don't you really think about having a gallery wall where you keep your most prized family photos on display or displaying your albums in a beautiful way or having a digital photo frame that can rotate out thousands of pictures uh, without it cluttering up your walls and your fridge. Really try and keep your surfaces clear and your walls uh, clear or at least deliberate. You know, hang the things that you want to hang, not just everything that comes into your house. The next pain point that happens in homes with kids is the entryway. Uh, wherever you come in, the hall, the mudroom, just the front door, uh, there's usually not enough storage there. Uh, there's usually maybe one coat cupboard, maybe a few hooks, maybe a coat stand. And instead we have things like a lot of shoes on the floor, maybe a chair with piled up with knapsacks and coats and gloves and all of that stuff just tends to kind of be accumulating by the front door and it doesn't feel streamlined or manageable. We had this one small coat cupboard for the seven of us and recently I decided that's it. I ordered a couple of pieces of furniture from Ikea, set to work on building them and I've completely changed the way our entryway looks and it feels so much more calming to me, so much more sophisticated, so much more beautiful, just more of an adult feel, even with little kids. And so all of their boots and shoes and gloves and hats and scarves and knapsacks and coats and everything is behind closed doors and you can't see them, but they have a place to be. So that's a place where I would really take care to put the right storage. If it means having an extra cupboard, even in a small space, I think it's worth it rather than having stuff just out and about lying all over the place. So really consider your storage solutions by your front door. The next one is that when you're shopping for pretty much anything in the home, but especially for your kids, try and choose things that are slightly more elegant. And this does not mean more expensive. I've bought some really inexpensive things from Target or from Ikea that I think look really sophisticated, really adult, that I'm happy to have out even when just my adult friends come over and there are no kids around. I think they look nice, but they are kid friendly. They're plastic, they're not breakable, they're very cheap. And so, 
you can really think about this when you're choosing dishes, when you're choosing straws and sippy cups and, uh, you know, anything that you are choosing for your children. Food containers happens to be a big category for some reason where there's always, you know, uh, characters and slogans and bright colors. And it's just not necessary. If you want it to be a little bit more streamlined, a little bit more sophisticated and easier to manage, you can choose those things that actually uh, look a bit more adult. And the bonus with this also is that your kids grow into them and you don't have to get rid of them because they're sick of that character now, right? They just have a bit more longevity to them as well. The next one is think about all the things that are typically childish or babyish, like diapers, for example, and put them in something beautiful. Put them in a beautiful container. Like you can display, as it were, almost, you know, your diapers. If you have a stack of diapers, rather than just having the box around with that packaging, with that branding, uh, and it doesn't look very sophisticated, you can put them in a nice wired basket, for example. Any kind of pain point that might accumulate stuff uh, because you're consistently using it, like a changing table, for example, consider organizing it as if it was your little shop or as if it was a beautiful table you were setting for guests, something that is more for you, for your adult eyes, uh, than for your kids necessarily, right? So having a changing table that has uh, beautiful colors to you, um, natural materials, a nice storage, that kind of thing really makes a difference. The next one is to continuously declutter all the stuff that your kids bring in. Your kids are going to bring in all sorts of knickknacks, stones, rocks, little toys that they find, art that they make, gifts that their friends give them, things from the dentist, who knows where this stuff comes from, but it comes in. And when a home doesn't routinely declutter them, then it starts to pile up and it can't feel adult friendly and sophisticated and calm. And the design won't matter very much because it will be super cluttered. So just have a routine set where for, for me, it's like, you know, once a week on the weekend, I'm always just doing a sweep of the house and picking up all the, the weird little things that have made their way in and putting them where they belong or in the garbage or in the recycling. So think about having that more routinely, being a bit more ruthless about getting stuff out. The next one is when you're buying kids furniture, uh, consider buying furniture that behaves more like adult furniture in its shapes, colors, textures, and materials. So things like your baby uh, high chair, a stroller, um, any kind of rockers you might have, or ride-on toys, uh, anything that you might be buying furniture-wise, a crib, a kid's bed, uh, consider materials and shapes that look more like adult stuff than they do like, you know, primary colors and plastic materials. And it doesn't mean it has to be more expensive. I bought a beautiful bassinet for my baby. It was secondhand. It was highly affordable. You know, I've bought great things that look more like uh, the materials that our adult furniture uses, right? Maybe it's the woods, maybe it's the stronger, more durable plastics, maybe it's colors like white. Uh, and those materials just really fit in with the rest of your decor and don't look disjointed. If you get one of those baby swings that has a million things coming out of it and loads of colors and uh, flashing lights and bright, um, bright materials, uh, it's going to look disjointed. It's going to not be cohesive with the rest of your space. And then that will obviously influence how sophisticated your space could look. Or just, I don't like the word sophisticated. That's not really what I mean, but just how beautiful, I guess, uh, to your eyes. Whatever it is, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. It's all about your taste. But um, for my taste, you know, let's say I really like this set of chairs, the one I'm sitting on, and my high chair just fits in perfectly with them. It looks like it's part of that set. 
And you can do this with kids' artwork as well. Like if you're hanging up a beautiful ABC poster or if you're buying a play mat for the floor, you can get ones that look very much like they're in family with your, with your current rug, with your couch, with your walls, etc. It doesn't have to suddenly throw you off into a completely different look and feel just because they're kids. The next one is buying up, buying older. So things like buying your child a bed, a lot of people will kind of buy a really cute bed that they love right now and that's really colorful or that has characters or that kind of thing. But they so quickly outgrow this stuff. And so if instead you buy a bed that could last them into their teenage years, even into adulthood, right? Uh, and make it friendly, like putting up, uh, you know, a side, um, a side bit to hold them in safely or uh, buying a baby crib that can actually grow with them into the toddler years and into the preschool years. That kind of thing, buying things that actually have more longevity and that will last for an older child as well. So if you're buying your child a desk to work at, it doesn't have to be a bright colored kiddie desk. It could be just a regular desk that has an adjustment for their height and they can use that for the rest of their, you know, for the rest of their life. It doesn't have to be something that's catered specifically to little children. Beyond the ergonomics and the function, the look and feel can be way more adult. And the same is true, and this is my final point, for things like linens, things like their mattresses, their towels, um, anything that you are purchasing or receiving, you can get things that are playful, that are sweet, that work well for them, um, but that are still slightly more sophisticated. Like for example, I have a set of linen for my kids' beds that has these tiny little brown dinosaurs on them. And it's a white sheet with very delicate, subtle pattern that's still really playful and my kids love it, but so do I, right? And I think it can last for years and years and I don't think that it's like, you know, it doesn't have Elsa all over it and now I can't use it when they're a teenager or whatever. So just thinking longevity, thinking things that are cohesive with the rest of your palette and your home, thinking things that have materials and qualities of more adult uh, thing, uh, more adult objects and really thinking streamlined, uh, clear, decluttered, and very well stored and organized. All of that is going to really increase uh, the sophistication levels in your home, really bring out the design, uh, work better for you, feel more functional, and save you a lot of money because you don't have to keep buying things as they grow, but rather you're buying for a longer, more sustainable haul. I hope these tips have served you well. I'd love to hear your tips if you have any. Let me know over on the Instagram. I would love to have a conversation with you about this. If you found this helpful, please share this with anyone else who you think might find it useful. And meanwhile, keep on loving parenting and parenting from love.